Hello guys and welcome back to the Living Testimony Podcast. This is the fifth episode and as you can see, I've come with some guests. Who wants to go first and introduce himself? Um, yeah, so my name is Ibitoye Joshua Ibikunle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 23 years old and I currently am working in the commercial property space. So I'm like a consultant, so I help people they want to get into it. Um, I'm Alvin Ali Farrison. I'm 23. Yeah. If you've watched some of my older videos back in 2018, you would have seen these two, so you know who they are and a bit about them. But we're back with a, a mini series, which is uh, focusing on men in Christianity and just giving you the male perspective of topics and issues that we don't really discuss or are taboo. And so I brought these two along. On my Instagram, I asked people to just send in questions and what they'd want to know from the male perspective or the male Christian perspective. We're going to only be focusing on a couple of them because we're pressed for time. So guys, would you agree that men are more susceptible to issues such as alcohol and premarital sex? I would even put alcohol and drugs. I'll yeah, put you can put together, drugs as well. You know what I'm saying? I would say we are. Um, I'll dress like the premarital sex thing. Because we're testosterone driven, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's what we. That's what we're driving on. That's how we're creative. That's how we we move. That's how we talk. Like we're so driven by it. It's it's innate in us to want to spread our seeds. It's innate in us to want to engage in essentially sexual activities with the other sex. But obviously, we know as in Christianity, like our faith, there's a certain time and a certain place for that. And it's I think outside pressures and outside influence and culture tells us. Oh yeah, this is good. Whatever feels good, do. Whatever, yeah. if, if they're on it, you're on it, let's go, kind of thing. But I think we've been called to a higher standard, right? As as part of the body of Christ, we've called to a higher standard to to upkeep and uphold. And I think it's hard at times. Um, I'm not gonna come and say I'm perfect or anything. I'm yeah. I've been susceptible to it. Um I've fallen. But I thank God because He's growing me each day. Every day is a new day, is a new challenge, but it's a decision I've made not to do it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think, yes, we are more susceptible to it. Towards the, like, the alcohol and the drugs bit, again, I think outward pressures causes us to feel like, oh, to have a good time, we yeah. need to take this. If you're going to go yeah. turn up with a mandem, we're going to yeah, go to the club, yeah. we need to have the bottles on the table, you want to be doing this and all that. And it's, it's living that lifestyle. Right, which, yeah. And it, I, it's difficult, I must say. I, I think I could probably speak a little bit um, on the alcohol and drug stuff. If you ask these two men, I'm probably the most hyped up person whenever we decide to go out, or whatever. But facts, I don't. Facts. I don't do any kind. I don't drink at all. I don't. I don't smoke anything. I don't do any kind of drugs or anything. Um, but I think if we address it from a fundamental like point of view, there are systems in place to make sh- to to make sure that men do certain things because it puts money in people's pockets at the end of the day. So things such as like alcohol, if you grew up in, let's say, for example, England, you are allowed to have a glass yeah. of alcohol or, or a beer when you're 16. Yeah. Then you can start buying it when you're 18. And a big thing, like if you go to university and whatever you can, um, if you're playing any sports teams, they're going to ask you to drink a lot yeah. and that sort of things. And um, some people look towards alcohol and drugs as an outlet rather than potentially just dealing with whatever problems they may have by themselves or they haven't really um, focused on working on themselves and building themselves up to a high enough level to be fine without um, yeah. said things. So I'd say from my point of view, yes, it, it, um, we are. I think we're the weaker gender in that part. And it is external pressures. 
from the culture as well. If we look at the culture we live in, you're meant to be that guy. Yeah, raps. It's yeah, the rap culture. Um, even Hollywood <clears throat> culture, it's the guy. He's meant. He's meant to be the lad. Whereas the girl is portrayed to be. You have to be like this, prim and proper. So I think definitely Hollywood and the culture, rap culture, plays a point. But I wanted to ask you too. Do you think that some of the pressure comes from women as well? I I give you the Hollywood picture, right? When you see those films of two people falling in love, for example, mm-hmm. it's always the guy's the bad guy, that guy, active and whatnot, who has fallen yeah. for this innocent she church girl. Yeah. You never see the flip narrative. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, I feel like some women, not all, I'm not generalising, yeah. but some women would look down on you because they feel like, oh, this, you do this you're, not, you're not up to scratch. Or if it comes to sex, it may be a case of, oh you're not as experienced or I yeah, want more. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, especially Where, in America. Exactly. So do you think there's a pressure from women there on us guys to act out like that and be that Jack the Lad? After you. After you, bro. I don't know. It's it's difficult. I think you have to separate, right? Because I think there's two there's two different realms we work in as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. You have the worldly realm, yeah. so how people think just in the world. And then you have people how you people think in the kingdom, right? So... Women in the world, yes, I think they're going to be looking down on you in the sense that, fam, how have you not done this? Or they'll look at you like, oh, look at you, so cute, oh, you're so yeah, innocent. innocent. And as a man, fam, how are you going to be calling man a cute yeah, and innocent? They like, have what's, memes about what, that What's well. the meaning of all this? Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. But I think that can cause you to be like, no, nah, I'm not going to be like this way, way this woman said I'm going to be. But then on the flip side, I think in the kingdom, it's like, really and truly, women will respect you for it because there's very few men out there like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. the biggest issue that women have in, even in the church is that there's not enough men who have decided to take that vow not to have premarital sex. Yeah. And I think as a result, men who do do it, they, they're caught in a weird kind of limbo because it's like some of the girls are like, oh yeah, brilliant. And then you have a load of girls who are like, yes, that's amazing kind of thing. But then at the same time, you're still battling People your urges. Strike the balance between yeah, it's, it's hard. earthly and uh, kingdom. But you have kingdom. to choose one. It's you can't, you can't be agnostic. You can't, yeah, you can't be dancing in the middle. You can't be on the fence. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as we get older, we start to realize that oh, I have to make a decision here. Am I going to do it or am I not? It depends what sort of person you are as well. If you're if you're feeling for clout or people want to use you for clout or whatever. They may want you to be a certain sort of person and engage in whatever activities you want. They they want you to engage in. However, I feel like if you're certain about what you want, it's very easy just to avoid it. Because I've had situations where I went to uh, an event and one girl was asking me to do this, that, and third. And I was like, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and so was that a shock to the girl? Yeah. She was just like this... this this is unusual to yeah. me. I was like, these men are usually on it. They're always on the I was team. Like, I was like, bet, you know. Um, and like, I always try and tell people like, it's not, people are in love with an idea of a person, but they may really want something else. So like, they may be in love with your kind of like, superstars, like whatever, Drake, Kanye, all of the guys, Jay-Z, who may be doing all kinds of rubbish. But at the end of the day, they want it for that period of their life when they're not like a serious person or a devout Christian, for example. Yeah. But later on, when they mature, they mean like actually, 
I want a guy who's probably a little bit more of the kingdom than of the world because at the end of the day the world will will catch up to you with whatever kinds of problems there are because when you look at like sin for example and God put sin there to protect us as men so the reason why people shouldn't have premarital sex is because you may have a baby that you're not prepared for you may spread diseases Mm -hmm. that you don't want you may end up becoming lustful Mm -hmm. so when you do get into a proper relationship it's hard for you to turn turn it off and i was gonna say that's a good point where you said when you get into a relationship it's hard for you to turn off because i feel a lot of people have this mindset when they're single guys lust is a big problem pornography masturbation and whatnot and they think to themselves okay once I get a girl and in a relationship, I can be able to control it. But no you way. can't. You can't. The seed is just, it's too deep. Yeah. The roots are too deep. And that's where you end up cheating on your woman or yeah. fornicating and whatnot. So I just wanted to ask you, do you think sex is the biggest loophole in a Christian man's walk? And is the reason why so many Christian men are lukewarm? Luke. Lukewarm. So they call oh, themselves yeah. Christians. Oh, okay. But the reason why they can't really further their walk is because they just can't have that discipline with their sex life um you you know what it is and i, I think i was speaking to uh, my dad about or he gave a little bit of perspective on it from a different angle people or christians always want to have the world satisfy their needs mm. rather than looking towards god to satisfy their needs mm-hmm. um and they don't realize and they're not willing to take that leap of faith of saying okay god will be able to quench me of whatever kind of feelings you may have or whatnot um so i feel like in that sense yeah it's probably one of the things that also a lot of other things just in terms of like male male pride and male ego is one of the things there so like in terms of some people may say okay lying may be up there with 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 sex because people may be like oh i want to impress this girl by lying about how much money i have so i can take her on a date then you end up being broke or something like that and I feel like sex is one of them, but I think it's, I think the other things which are just as big, but because it's an action, it's a physical action that is yeah. very easy for people to remember. It's very easy just to say, this is a one thing that hold, holding men back because of many other things. Sure. I think to go off what you're saying, I think sex is too narrow. You have to say lust. lust because yeah. lust carries everything. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, we're not just talking about lust as in like, sexual lust we're talking about lust of someone else's property mm-hmm. like yeah. you're gonna lot like fam i want to be able to be able to drive that car this man's got yeah. i want to be able to have the amount of money this guy's got and that's a lust of the eye so it's like i'm gonna do whatever it takes that means i might have to sin i may have to start trapping i may have to start doing these things yeah. to be able to get to that lifestyle that i lust for so i think lust as a general that is a big big thing that's holding a lot of men back because what the world has done is taught us and cultures allowed us to kind of embrace growing up is to lust after other things is normal like fam we see it all from when we were young people wanting to be like oh yeah i want to be like this guy i want to have this i want to be able to do this i want to be able to be with this many girls this this and, and like it's it's very much ingrained into you from young so yeah. then when you then step into the kingdom you're like fam all these things i've been learning it's actually all false like it's all yeah. wrong and then to unlearn it is hard because you've been you've been programmed for what maybe let's say you give your life 30 years that's you know what I'm saying like it like, could be up to 30 years you know what I'm saying it's just like it's hard and I feel like talking about lust I feel like when people do wake up and realise and see that wow what I've been doing is wrong sometimes the damage can be permanent mm-hmm. and I know through God's grace and glory like and that's mercy 
we'll be saved. We can be saved. You know, we're forgiven. But sometimes oh, as guys, we don't realise, especially when it comes to women, we don't realise the damage we could have done to them with our actions and the consequences it has on them. Because you may think, okay, I'm forgiven and God has forgiven me. But you don't realise with your responsibility, you've planted this negative seed in yeah. someone else's life. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask, so do you believe in soul ties? Because that's one thing I remember, I think Pastor Michael Todd oh, once yeah. Yeah. talked about that and next thing you knew the internet was saying he's cancelled because it's not biblical. It's, all, it's not biblical but do you believe in soul ties that if you get intimate with somebody you you leave a bit of yourself with them with them and they leave a bit of themselves with you do you believe in that do you want to go you, you can go first um i, I would say it, it's it's hard it would be hard to forget any kind of physical experience mm-hmm. i feel like that th- depending on how I guess devout you are as a Christian. So if if you're really consumed by the Word and and God, and you're spending your everyday life with God, it's easier to get loose of whatever kind of soul ties from whether any kind of sin, to be honest, mm. because you're living a different lifestyle. Yeah. But I think once you're not fully detached from quote unquote the world, yeah. those soul ties will pay. Like you you will feel them in your life, and I think I think. An interesting way to look at it, it's like, I think Pastor Michael Todd was saying it, it's just like, when you're trying to do something, you may be thinking about something else, because it's hard to forget. It's like, for example, anytime you, if you broke your leg, you're going to remember that. Yeah. So yeah. if you did something that's with somebody and you saw normal. them again, yeah, you say, oh, oof, that connection. that's in my head. Yeah. I, I, that's a really good point you made there. And I think back to what, what is sex, right? Sex is something ordained by God and... In our culture, we seem to bring marriage into it in the sense that marriage is all the je- all the bells and whistles, the wedding, the ceremony, all of that. But in God's eyes, a wedding, a marriage is the sex. That's yeah. the covenant. That's what he created. It. So when there's a blood covenant with God, he's now said, okay, you two are married now that you've had sex. You know what I'm saying? So for you to then say you, move, you can move on with your life and you feel like nothing can kind of follow you as a result of it, I think is a bit naive. Because if God's created something for a man and a woman to become one when they have sex, it's very possible that something like soul ties could exist. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I'm not going to come and say, oh, it's biblically backed up or anything. Yeah. To say that, yes, it's possible, the same way you were saying, you can go into a room and you feel some type of way when you see the woman or you see the man. It's just like, Psh. of course there's something yeah. there's something going on there. At least say something about yeah, that. Yeah, go on. Because I, I feel like a lot of things is... Um, with, the benefit of abstinence, completely abstaining from something, is you don't have to deal with problems. If you end up doing something or falling, you have to deal with yeah. what has happened. Yeah. And I, the reason why God has said, don't do these certain things, is just so... Potentially. Us as people, we don't get stressed. Yeah. Because when you do something that you shouldn't have done, or let's say someone gets waved one night and gets stupidly drunk and does something that's wrong, yeah. or like... That's you're gonna have to deal with the repercussions of that. So if you abstain from that, you don't have to deal with said things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now you brought up a good point that I talk about. You know, you talked about abstinence and obviously abstinence, celibacy. Is it possible in the twenty first century to be celibate and abstinent? Do you think? As a man. As a man. Um, I think first I'll address it from another like perspective. Looking at it from a woman's point of view, I think the way women look at men in today's world is slightly. I'll, I'll explain it. So, men are normally the people who go out yeah. in search of something. 
Yeah. Um, and women norm- normally may like to be approached. I'm not sure some women like to go out. Yeah. No, in I, in general, yeah. uh, men like to go out. So obviously, if a man is going out and the person who's normally the person to court a girl, chase a lady or whatnot, they obviously assume, okay, it's a man going after that. But there are as many women who are after the same thing as men. I would agree with that. <laughs> but they're just... They're, because their role, their role within a dynamic of a man and woman is not as, I guess, forward mm-hmm. or as prominent. Mm-hmm. It's perceived, people may perceive, they may perceive. men being dogs. Interesting. Can you ask a question again? I said, is it possible in the 21st century as us I, in I our think, generation? I think you can. You yeah, can. You, can, you sure. can. It's difficult, I must say, because society, culture, social media, all of it around you doesn't help. Yeah. But I think it's possible. Definitely. I'm on that journey myself and I must say there were good days and there were bad days. I agree. And it's, I agree. it's the same way. It's, it's like asking an alcoholic or someone who likes to drink, is it possible for someone to go a day without drinking alcohol? For them, they're going to be like, oh boy, that's tough, of course. But if someone that's never done it before says it, they're like, yeah, of course I can do it. Do you know what I'm saying? No one who's not struggled with alcohol, alcoholism yeah. is going to be like, yeah, of course it's been done. And that's why I think it's for each man, it's a different answer. I think. Yeah. Even though the overall arching answer is yes, it can, you be, can, done, it can be done. But each man's going to be like, bro, if that's tip peak, you I can't do that. I think it, it comes down to how you fundamentally live your life as a guy. Because, yeah. like, like, for example, somebody who likes to stay at home and, like, be in the comfort of their own, like, yard, they're less susceptible to it just because they're not going out and they're not meeting as many women. So, like, me, for example, I went to an old boys school. I'm not being to meet. You're not going to meet anyone there. Yeah. So, like, if you live your life in according to like what you actually want to attain and achieve it's 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 easier than let's say if you're going out every single weekend or every night and there are loads of girls around you or whatnot is it's much harder it's harder yeah. yeah so how now that that brings me to the next question which was dealing with the prevalence of sex culture because obviously our generation is kind of mad and it's quite wild and, and wild and a bit backwards yeah. and um Sex is something, you see, I don't think, personally, I don't think there's a problem. See, in the church, it's, it's sort of a taboo to talk about sex. I think it's very important to be educated on it. 100%. Because it is, to me personally, it's more than just the physical. Yeah. Right? But we don't like to talk about it. No. And it's weird we don't like to talk about it yet. The it's world is, is overtly sexualized. <laughs> and in talking yeah. about it, we see it from music videos to... to vi- TV, TV, movies. you know, even in, even it's crazy. You look back at some of the cartoons you were watching. You see sexual innuendos in cartoons you oh, watch. Yeah. So you the world clock when you're didn't clock, but now because your mind has been, I don't know if I should say perverted, not perverted, but I would, I would some, say, yeah, okay, perverted. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> you've been indoctrinated. Now you're, you see, it, you're like, okay. So yeah. as a Christian man trying to bring glory to God, can you avoid it? That's no. So because it's, it's in the world. So like, how do you handle it? So it's a case of think of it like this, right? You can look at something but not consume something. Mm. You see, there's two differences in the sense that there's something in in and around you, but you choose to not give your attention to it. Yeah. So I think that's easier said than done. Yes, but I think things like you you're aware of how much time you spend on social media because mm. we know social media is one of the biggest ways yeah. that, that sex culture, Twitter, for example, sex culture can come at you. Um, people will be having all these types of different conversations on, on social media and you know it yeah. doesn't help you. Yeah. So it's like, 
for example, me, I used to love R&B. Like, R&B, that was yeah. my genre kind of thing of music I used to listen to. But it was something I had to learn to start cutting out. Why? Because it used to make me feel some type of way. And I'm on this journey of being celibate and on this journey of abstinence. Yeah. Fam, having something like R&B, which is so heavily rooted in love and sex, is, is something I had to decide to cut out. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, it's making those conscious decisions and efforts to be like, I know what triggers me. I need to avoid it and not consume it. I think the key word you said there is trigger because similar to you, I'm on the same journey of celibacy. And like you said, they're good days, they're bad days, but you knew your trigger in terms of R&B and music. My trigger was late at night, I can't be looking at the Instagram explore page. Yeah, demands. Because you just be seeing Instagram baddies. <laughs> it's almost it's almost like the Instagram algorithm is programmed that... To late, men as well. Yeah, yeah. Late at night, show them... This woman is crazy. And most w- followers of women are actually uh, men. men. Like 90, 95%. <laughs> so it's wild. You, you talked about triggers. And I want to ask you, Toy, from a relationship point of view <laughs> and being in a relationship, is it important to have that communication with your partner 100%. about triggers? 100%. Because I feel like a lot of people get into this celibacy thing and think it will be a walk in the park. Yeah. So how do you handle it? I think you have to be very open with your partner. Because your partner needs to understand the journey you're going on. And this journey is not an easy journey. So for them to support you in every way possible, I think that's important. So they need to understand like what triggers you so mm. that they can help you if you've been triggered or like cause the trigger themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think it's very important when you're in a relationship because you're both working towards a goal. And if, if you're not on the same page, then it becomes a bit weird. So communication is key, yeah, basically. 100%. Okay, finally, I just want to ask you guys, how can your ordained woman help you? Because I think we can all agree now that that discipline in that aspect of your life is is very, that's the hardest part of this walk. It's just trying to stay pure. So how can your ordained woman help you stay on the right path? What would you look for in a woman to keep you on the right path to not fall into those traps? You have to just be, I think you have to be straight about a very, direct and saying this is not what I'm about and I don't want to do this and if you're with me we're not doing this mm-hmm. and at that point in time you I guess if you both establish that and you both understand each other as understanding of like what you just said um, it's a lot easier because you then know like I'm accountable for myself and for the promise I made to this person yeah mm-hmm. so accountability yeah 100% that's your accountability partner when you're in a relationship they help you along that journey and I think it's a case of it has to be very important that they're on the same journey as you like they're trying to stay abstinent Mm. if you guys are in a relationship together it's hard for one who's saying oh I'm staying active and the other one not it it just can't work like that so you can't be unevenly yoked no you can't be unevenly yoked Um, and I think you, you have to almost take time to implement measures that help you both so whether that be like praying together or whether it be watching a sermon together whether it be just yeah, literally talking about how I'm it. feeling right yeah. now and they're there to encourage you and remind you of what you've even told them yeah. I think that's so important if not don't so I think to sum up what you just said men need to openly communicate more when they're weak and feeling vulnerable mm. which is something we're not programmed to do mm-hmm. it's something that yeah. right it's something that we continue to grow better in. Mm. Um, I think that's also another societal pressure. And it's like men don't really speak about feelings too tough. Mm. But, but if you were to talk to some of the men, they're like, fam, I've got so much stuff on my mind right now that oh, I need yeah, to get sure. out. But they wouldn't see the woman as that release. Avenue where I can 
pour myself out. Yeah. I think, but I, yeah, you're right. But I also think that's because of the way society has pushed it in the sense that men might have had bad experiences being, when they were we have young. To be strong. They might have had bad experiences. We have to be strong and not let it get to us. So our kind of, I don't know, avenue or outlet is maybe through anger or maybe through gaming or maybe through something else, you know what I'm saying? Rather than yeah. actually just letting it out. Yeah. We haven't been like taught or programmed to do that. Yeah. You see fam, you hear about when the girls do these things where they're with their girls and they all just have crying sessions. Have you ever heard of that? Mad. Fam, it's mad. They'll just all just be talking and they'll all start crying. I'm like, huh? What's the meaning of all this? Yeah. Why are you man doing this? But then I re- I realized they release their emotion in that kind of way. With us, yeah, we, we just like talk. we'll just be talking. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or we'll just be talking. But even That's then, how often fam. do we do yeah. that? Not like how often. often do we do that as men? Yeah. So that wraps up episode five and the first episode of this series. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you've been blessed. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah, Thank you yeah, for yeah. coming on, lads. Of Hopefully course. in the future we can do this again. But well, there's so many more questions to answer. But today we've talked about, you know, sex, the culture, alcohol, drugs, and just the importance of communication yeah. with your partners to help you stay on the right track. So I hope you've all enjoyed and you've taken something away from this. And as always, take care and God bless.